Hello and welcome to another WAFCOM 2022 special episode of Your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emekonwoka and it is my privilege to have you join us on this semi-final special of the podcast. I've got in the pod with me, um, blessing for away in Ibadan, Ruth Odunayo, who is in um, Lagos, along with um, Shola Uyini, in Port Harcourt is Fisayo Dairo. Fisco, you all remember, was emphatic that Nigeria will make it to the semi-final from the first episode of this WAFCON 22 uh, podcast series. He was absolutely certain about it. While a lot of us were worried following the defeat to the Bayana Bayana in the opening game, in the opening group game, he was not even worried. In fact, he went ahead to say that after we've qualified for the World Cup, that he believes that um, courtesy of the under-20 um, Women's World Cup in Costa Rica, um, the, the country will be able to find um, new talent that will be able to uh, join the team for Australia and New Zealand. So he's the one. He knows He knows what he's saying. He knows what he's talking about. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Sports Promo Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Um, it's great to be on the podcast. Um, somehow, I don't know how you forgot that I was also emphatic about Nigeria qualifying, making it to the semi-finals. I forgot. It wasn't just a title. Forgive me, bless it. I forgot that bit. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, you're welcome, yeah. Ruth. Uh, Ruth, I'm going to start with you since um, Blessing has been the one to um, to talk about it. Listen, um, there's a Kusafa derby that is going to kick things off um, tomorrow in um, in uh, in Casablanca, South Africa versus Zambia. I I was um, I was at the match where South Africa knocked out Tunisia, and I really really loved watching them watching them play I I I, I would be I'll be very I'll, I, I won't be that confident if I was South African going into this game because these Zambians are prepared to they've come for their first World Cup they were at the Olympics they've come this far without their without their top woman um, Banda who for some reason the Federation found a, an excuse or something to put out of the tournament, what would you? What's your take on 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 tomorrow's on that first semi final? Hi everyone, good evening. Good evening. Yes, it's good to be here. Funny enough, I don't know if that question is right for me because I haven't really seen the Zambians play here anyway, and I've only seen the South Africans play twice against Nigeria and I think their last group game. So I haven't really seen the Zambians play in this um, tournament so far. But I had and I read. Uh, they've been fantastic so far. They've been amazing. I, I think in their last game against um, Senegal, won the one on penalties. Senegal, yes, against the Everton Senegal. I think they did quite well. A game they should have won in regular time, but then it got to the um, extra time and all of that. So I think they've been fantastic in this tournament so far. So I really don't even know. Besides, I don't even want Nigeria to meet South Africa in the final. So I, I think I'll prefer Zambia um, in the final. So, um, South Africa, like I said, I haven't really seen Zambia play 
I haven't really watched them in this tournament, so I can't really say much about them. But on the South African side, it would be difficult to see them in the finals, especially playing when they are playing against a very tough um, Zambia, Zambian side. So I really do not know. I just don't want Nigeria to play South Africa in the finals. Even if we are still going to defeat them anyways, but then it's going to be really, really tough for us because we ourselves, we haven't really been amazing like that. I think we haven't really played to protect played to our full potential yet so I really do not want to see them not because I don't want to see South Africa about them because we are going to have it against them because I believe we are already in the finals no matter what Morocco brings to the table Nigeria will get to the finals so for me I think I'll still prefer a Zambia in the finals so that's just my take um, listen I want to hope that you have yes. watched you have watched more of um Oh, Zambia. Y- yes, yes, I have. Yes, oh, I have. Okay. Yes, I have. And honestly, I'm willing to take the lead on that question because the Zambians, they have been the surprise package of the tournament for me, as far as I'm concerned. I didn't um, give them so much um, in terms of um, a lifeline. Let me put it that way. Mm. Going into the tournament, I thought at best they were going to get out of Group B as maybe the third best team. That was it. That was what I the, the projection I had for them mm. before the tournament. But seeing how they have how they went through their business in the in the you know in the group stages, I thought that was very, very fantastic. I mean, eventually coming up top as group winners in a group that was stamped the group of death, a group that had Cameroon and um I was this Senegal, what was the name of the other team in the group? I mean all three eventually qualifying. I, I thought that, that that has been a you know a, a good turnaround for them. Turnaround, I say, because you know, for a team whose best player was uh, ruled mm. out of the tournament just mm. on the eve of the tournament, I mean, yeah. that is bound to have some psychological effect yes. on the players, on the team, especially being the superstar of the team. And seeing the way they have been able to, you know, go beyond that particular situation, I thought that was incredible for me. And then um, I have to take kudos to uh, the coach, Bruce Mwepa. I remember seeing this Zambia team in 2018. They were in the same group as Nigeria in Ghana. Oh, were they? And they, they yeah, they were. They were. It was in fact they, we, we we had them for our second game, which we defeated them two goals to nil in Ghana. So, mm. and I also thought that some of the names that I heard in you know in Ghana then, for instance, not just Barbara Banda, there was also uh, there was Richard Kuntanaji, there was Miriam Wakatila. Mm. But Wakatila was supposed to be one of the bright prospects for the Zambian team. And guess what? Wakatila is not even a part of the team to this tournament. Richard Kundanaji is not even a part of the team to this tournament. Hmm. Barbara Banda, who's supposed to lead, you know, this next generation of superstars, quote unquote, is not even a part of this team. So being able to be able to get the team together to play, in spite of all of those issues for me, I thought that was phenomenal of the coach Bruce Yopa. And um, it also maybe gives a testament to the kind of um, uh, development that it has. I mean, you have a how do I put it? Like you have a, a project, yeah. you have a timeline, yeah. set line for certain goals to be achieved, and then they've painstakingly been able to get themselves towards achieving that. So for me, it is incredible that they have gotten to this stage. And seeing them against uh, South Africa, I mean, having them against South Africa, South Africa tomorrow, they suffer that the many people do not know that they have been a, a thorn in the flesh of South Africa in the past couple of games. Like the last two three games that they played against South Africa, they've yeah. always taken them. Either they take them to the cleaners or they always be very, very close and very, very tight. They might tell you, if you ask every South African, they will tell you they are also equally scared of playing the Zambian. So, and you know, that, that says a lot to the kind of um, mentality that the team has been able to build through 
coming from 2018 up to this point. Yeah. I had the media officer of the team, Sandra. You know, I spoke with her on my show yesterday, and I was asking her questions about how they've been able to navigate their their their, their campaign in spite of not having some of those you know very very big names put an unquote in their team. And yeah. she said it's not about uh, teamwork. It's not about having a set goal like. You know, you know, it's not just a one-man team. It's yeah. not just a one-man show. Yeah. I mean, it's okay for you to have the superstar in the team, but you know, the collect the collective play is one of the things that has helped them, you know, get to this point and this is that they are. I thought that was really incredible for them. And look at Chris Chanda in the absence of Barbara Banda. She yeah. has also led by example. Look at that last game, that last penalty that they played. I, I thought as the as the next star of the team, she was going to be the last person to take the kick. But no, she went there first. You know, not wanting to be the hero of the game, but mm-hmm. just wanting to, to show. I, I thought her taking the first penalty kick was a show of confidence, putting confidence into the rest of the squad and saying, come on, I'm stepping up to this first. You guys, the rest of you, you have it, you can do it. Yeah. So she was led by example, the, the goalkeeper as well, taking the last kick, also you know, being the hero of that game. I think all of those things together have helped them. And against South Africa, um, sorry, before I, before I talk about the game against South Africa, I also asked the, the, the media officer how, how she thought being at the Olympics might have helped their game and she said yes that was you know one of the biggest experience that he could have you know ever had mm. could have wanted being at the olympics playing at the olympics being exposed uh playing against uh you know big big nations nations yeah. that they probably would ever dream of you know yeah. playing against you know those are the things that kind of help them mm-hmm. build them to this point and this level they are so if you're seeing them achieving so much because they have taken the years to actually calm down build and try to get you know just one step at a time basically and against south africa if, even if South Africa gets to win, it is not going to be an easy ride for them. And for me, I actually see Zambia getting to the finals. And I asked, again, I was asking Sandra, I said, you know, if you get to make it to the finals, I mean, I, I, I want you to play Nigeria. And then she was like, no, we don't want, I mean, whatever team gets to the final and gets to play with us, I mean, it's deserved, but we do not want to play Nigeria because we just want someone else to win the trophy. You just can't be Nigeria, Nigeria, Nigeria all the time, you know. But yes, it is just a testament to how far they have come. It has, it, I think it will be foolhardy for anyone to just, you know, look at this team and say, oh, I mean, it's just Zambia, they, they amount to nothing. You have to, you know, take a look back to what they have achieved, how how their journey has come to yeah. for them to get to this particular stage. But, you know, see that, I, 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 I noticed that the way they, they performed at the Olympics, and I remember thinking that if, if this, if um, they, was the word, if they are able to make it to, because we didn't know when um, the next Afcon was going to be, so I remember when I was thinking that if if they're able to make it to another Afcon, I were able to keep the same score that they would. They 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 because I have been slowly observing how Kosafa Kosafa countries have been their women's football has been going up and up and up because I I remember watching clips of. Um, the club, the club tournament that they did before um, the women's um, African Champions League. So uh, the the tournament there, competition there is not is not is quite is quite stiff. So that uh, Zambia and um, South Africa have shown that they 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 are ready, they are prepared to to take on um, the whole the whole of the continent. And as Fisaya also mentioned on that um, opening. Um, podcast he said that this is the best chance for any country in africa to win um, the wafcon away from nigeria now so i'll bring in fisayo fisco do you still think so 
Uh, sorry, please. Um, I, I I missed that particular last point. Can I, I, you come uh, again? Thank you for finding time because I know you'll be busy today with um, the reverse United stuff. I, I mean, I was wondering if you still have the um, the belief that um, this is the year if any country was going to break Nigeria's domination of the Wafcon. Do you still stand by that? Yeah, pretty much. Yes, and um, of course. By all the indices, and you could see, just like we rightly pointed out at the start of the show, that the things we had predicted are really coming to pass. You know, um, it's obvious that the next generation will fade away by next year's World Cup, by the next Afcon tournament, mm. as the next Women's Afcon tournament, maybe two years time. There won't be on a maybe again. Rita Chikwelu after that first game. Faith has dropped out to the bench. She won't be there again. We could see the vibrancy in the midfield now. And even in the, in the next two years, Ngozi Okobi will assume the Rita Chikwelu role. You know, so this is the opportunity for them. But bad news for them, the Falcons have made it this far to the semi-final. But again, good news for them, they face the Moroccan side who I think are still the only team capable of beating them. I believe if they face South Africa again, they will beat South Africa. But looking at the, the structure and the, part of the the manner of play of the Moroccans, I think they are the only team in this tournament that really can beat Nigeria. Because why? They have a definite approach to attacking, and which is sending of crosses, deadly in dead balls. They are the only team that have almost... I, 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 as frightening heights among mm. the players, mm. among um, like we do have, you know, we've had that advantage over Burundi, over Botswana, over even we had it over South Africa, although we didn't use it. Mm. But the Moroccans, they have very tall players, and not only that, they have good crossers on the of the ball, of the ball, both on the right and the left foot, and they are very good in in separation. So I believe they will give us a real tough time on Monday. So if we are able to escape and we get to the final, then you have to just pity the rest of Africa because <laughs> by the time we go to the World Cup, I think next year's World Cup will be tougher for Africa than previously, you know, because now it has been expanded to 32 teams, which means that strictly not more than two teams can advance in each group. Yeah, that's, Unlike the that's past true. two editions, you know, like the past two editions of the World Cup where... We, you can advance as a third-place team. Mm. That's going to be strictly two teams. But again, the positive is that I've been seeing some ridiculous names too qualifying for the World Cup. You know, I, I don't think a country like Philippines have any chance of Vietnam can stand against, you know. If you have, if, what, what we just left is to play for the Federals. But by yes. and large, mm. I, I still think it's, it's, the, it's the fact that this is the time for another team to win the tournament. And if they fail to do it, what they, they are seeing as narrowing the gap, bridging the gap between Nigeria and the rest of Africa, we get widened in the next two years back. Right. Um, Shola, if if you can manage, um, I, I after the Morocco, no, after South Africa defeated uh, Botswana, I was, I spoke to, I spoke to um, the South Africa coach Ellis in um, 
post-match. And I was I, I was telling her that I was impressed with the way the the team is coached and the way they play and the way that it's always about the nearest person the nearest person, nearest person with the ball. So and she told me just like what Vitaly was saying that they they have to play like that because of uh, physicality because they are not a physical team um, and they've got to keep possession and play the way they play. Uh, do you think that um, in in this year match with Zambia, where the Zambians can play just like they do, but Zambians seem a lot quicker, a lot more aggressive. Somehow, somehow, I, I don't know why. I just get the feeling that Zambia are almost prepared to 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 tear every everything apart in this tournament. Well, um, to, to buttress your blessing, I think Zambia has been on the ascendancy for a long time coming. Since they they played South Africa, they were in the same, in Ghana, we were in the same group, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea, South Africa, and Zambia. Mm. And they won their first game, they defeated Equatorial Guinea five years. The second game, because Nigeria had lost to South Africa in the first game. Yes. Nigeria were more determined, and you know, Nigeria came with the experience. And the thing is that they had a lot, they had and still have a lot of youthfulness, vibrancy, and you know, that fast, quick, you know, listen to their, to their game too. So, but they lost to Nigeria, and they said they would learn from it. And then in the third big game, they played 1-1 South Africa. Oh, they so did? Not, yes, it was a draw. The third game was a draw in South Africa. And then from there, they qualified for their first ever Olympics. They put on a superb performance. Even though, yes, they were sitting by for some of the top ranks across the world. But you could see you could see you could see the improvement in their gameplay, you could see exposure, you could see that they were fearless, fearless and they're going to and are going to just play their game, you know, irrespective of who they were playing against. It was just it's all in always inexperienced with young players like that. Now they are back again as as they work for this year. They qualified you know, it's been first for just Olympics now qualified for their first World Cup appearance. Yeah. Mm. And so I think I think it's going to be a tough match in South Africa, especially missing they're missing a talisman. Mm. Zambia for them they really even as the uh, last out on twenty eighteen, Banda Baba Banda didn't really play okay. in Ghana. He really didn't play. She had fitness issues. Not like he even really really play. It was only at the Olympics that she played. She leaves the old place off. So they really be managing without her. So they are, they, are, they are a team. They feel like a team. And Chanda, Chanda has been really good to, to show leadership in the team. So I think that that game is going to be I don't want to call a particular, I don't want to say, oh, this person is team, but it's not, it's not going to be a walk in the park for South Africa. I well, if I were to make a call, I think I would give it to Zambia. It looks like um, 
we are making that call already. It looks like everybody's giving like this game to Zambia. <laughs> which, is, which is quite ironic because on the day on that after South Africa had beaten um, um, uh, Tunisia, I actually did think as I was listening to both press post-match press conferences in the media media center, I was thinking Zambia. Zambia will get to this final. I don't even know why I thought so. It's not like I'd watch Zambia play in life, but I just had this feeling that they've built up a head of steam which um, would could carry them through. And they clearly do not fear the South Africans at all. They don't. And from what Blessing is saying uh, with the when, with her interview with the with their media officer, they seem like they seem a very determined, a very determined bunch going into into this match. I, I I I will come round for us to call to call the game. Um, I was saying about Morocco. Let me let me let, my my only worry for um, the Super Falcons going into into this game against Morocco is in all. This was the first time I was at the stadium watching a women's match and. The stadium was eighty percent full. Eighty percent full. The the home fans come in there to, as we say in Nigeria, to ginger their girls, and their girls actually react to this ginger. So uh, apart from playing, um, apart from playing the Moroccans on the pitch, the Super Falcons would also be playing against the Moroccans on uh, in the stadium and as usual they they, they always do that those are green laser beams they, they were having it in that game against against um, um who was they play Botswana the other day and I was very disappointed Ruth how do you see how do you see this one going where is your Ruth where is she gone your phone is on mute uh, shall I go uh, uh, this this one you you have followed our Falcons, but how, how, where would you how would you rate this game? I think you in Moroccan fans, like you say, Moroccan fans, they better come, they better come high. I don't know if there's um, what's the word now. I don't know if there's their energy as much as the Cameroonian fans. Cameroon in their own stadium. The stadium was packed in the final. I was twenty. So I, I was twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah, but it's still the same. I hope and the girls are professional. So this thing about stadium fans, basically all of them playing Europe to so be new to. Anyway, back to the uh, back to the play on the team. I think style of play and you know chances. For what I think the Mo- the Moroccans are very good, no doubt. But I think the Super Falcons can edge it. The Moroccans are good. I give it to them, they are good. Mm. But I think the Super Falcons have it in them to edge that game. We need they have they have have, have identity. I think that they are number eight and they are number eleven. Those two girls, the two wingers. Those girls they are terrible players. And I think we have more than enough to cope with them. I think we have very good full backs. 
you know, so I think we have, we have, and the way we've been playing recently, is away from the South Africa game. We had the mid, we are winger track back, we have Ashibade tracking back, Alphadega tracking back, we have also been joining the midfield as well, so you know, try to win well in the middle and not allow these people run at Onome and Ohale in central defense. I think whatever they are doing, we have to be careful not to give away unnecessary free kicks, mm. unnecessary fouls. Because they are very good with their set. They are very, very good with their set. And our centre back, their reaction time is quite slow. And these girls are very fast. And we have old centre backs are very slow to react. So we have to be careful not to give unnecessary footage that before you know it, they already start putting. Even though we have a good goalkeeper, that's another person I'm relying on. But then again, we have to be careful with those tactical fouls. Try to get the fouls higher up pitch. Don't allow them to run too much. Yes, don't allow them to run too much, run at you too much, and then get all of that and then I think we need to up front I don't know I don't think Bodega should start that much I know we need experience but I don't think Bodega should start that much because I don't think Bodega has been as effective as I want her to be and she should be for the team Adibade and um, Ifi Onunonu have been brilliant Maybe Uchinakani should come in on the other flank, but I don't think Odega will see from me. So I think we need to, we need to be able to be very, because the girls are quite fast. So we need to be able to be very mobile on the pitch. So we mm. need as many runners as we have, as we can get, to track those ones, and especially take out those that are too lingers. I think if we do that, and then use the pace of our four players and you know the, the top nine players on one up front and the way Rashida runs into space and and have Amitina come taking on the defender. I think we can we can edit out. Because against Botswana now, I think it was Botswana this place in the semi final if I remember clearly yes, I mean quarter final brother. I think it was Botswana. Mm. I saw that game, but uh, uh, the Botswana they are also very agile, very quick, uh, young, cool, and vibrant. Yes. So it was quite close. It was, quite, it was not inexperienced. I was laughing. It was inexperienced. I was laughing. So I saw it and I was like, these people are different. They are good, but they are very different. So I think it's about, the coach just has to make, has to, Put out the right thing and put out the necessary tactical plans, and then we can't edit. Blessing, I, I, when you as Fisaya also mentioned that he did say that the Moroccans are probably one of the best teams in the in the, in the tournament, and in um, their, their captain, um, Chibak, she, she's a she's a great conductor from the center of midfield. And uh, Sana, yes. who scored her first goal against Botswana, she is blinding quick. <laughs> She's so quick, frankly. But I'm pleased that Nigerian fullbacks are also very quick. That's where we don't have a problem yes. 
with that on um, on the flanks. However, I I I, I <coughs> with the way tournaments are, um, one thing I have found out listening to people in Morocco and reading tweets and all of that, every almost everybody is afraid of the Super Falcons. Everybody seems to be afraid of the of the of the Super Falcons. Do you do you think that um, this game is almost all he needs for Super Falcons to play well enough and they will be and they will get through? Well, um, I think it's going to be him just playing enough, uh, just playing well enough, and hoping that they're going to go through. It is definitely not going to be that because. While some teams are scared of Nigeria, scared of the Super Falcons, the fact is there are some other teams who are not scared. Mm. A very good example is South Africa. And I'm pretty sure that you get to meet Zambia as well. Zambia is also going to show us maybe that they are not scared of Nigeria. So it is not just about playing very well and expecting every other thing to fall in place. It is mm. not going to be like that. And against Morocco, I feel like perhaps we should we need to go meet the Imbas of this world, the Rivers United of this world, and ask them, I mean, how they get to play against this North African opponent. Because honestly, I look at it how or, or let me say I visualize what that semi-final would be in terms of the crowd. And I can tell yes. you, just like Salah mentioned, it is going to be just like twenty sixteen in Cameroon mm. and it's going to be even much more louder yes. than 2016 in Cameroon as far as I'm concerned because I mean the fans and then you see also the kind of progression that the Moroccans have had to be said, I didn't exactly see them as one very serious women's footballing nation and uh, until we saw them at the Ashabwari Cup and then they won the hosting rights for this tournament and then we knew okay maybe they were onto something and mm. so far we are seeing that and uh, the captain of the score of that side um I can't remember her name now. Chibak. Her father was also an ex Moroccan. Yeah. yeah. Who won? Uh, yes. Yeah. She won. Her father won the, uh, the you know, the Afghan side. We lifted the trophy. And then she's also hoping to follow her, her father's footsteps, you know, in that regard. In that regard. So there's going to be a lot more riding into that game. And that's why for Nigeria, it's not just about playing so well. You have to be extra, extra disciplined. Like Shola said, I mean, not giving away free kicks at middle institutions. That could come back to haunt us, you know, in the, in the worst way that we can imagine. But on all of that, I think our experience might also just you know see us pull through at the end of the day against a team like uh, you know like Morocco. But because to be sincere, I do not expect that we're going to fall against them. And then while they may be scared of us, truth is they are the host nation and they will be expected mm. to deliver in front of their home fans beyond what we can think of. Um, Fisco, who's if um if uh, you were. If there's something you've been pretty critical about this, the national, the Super Falcons, up until this time, what would be that one mistake that you would hope that um, Randy Waldrum does not make in that semi-final tomorrow? Well, I'm sure I haven't come this far. I know he wouldn't want to make many changes. But I think yes, the um, significant thing he has to do is never to touch that midfield striker that played against Cameroon. You know, when you have a day, you can just alter their, you know, their responsibilities a little bit. Let they play much much deeper than instead of playing side by side with Uchebe. 
you know. But those three midfielders, it must be sacrosanct. They must always be there because mm. I'm impressed. Okobi gets tired from the hour mark, but in those one hour she plays, mm. she gives it a all more than what she, she does in the past or did in the past. She hurries them down. She yeah. the lost balls. She gives her all for those one hour. So. It's important, and of course, she's the most creative of the midfielders. So never touch those midfield three. And um, I think that that's the only place I think you can make a mistake. Because in the defense, I think as long as um, those three, that's O'Hale, AB, and Plumtra remain, I don't think they won't have much problems. Uh, but uh, I'm still not uh, happy. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with how Tony Payne has played. You know, it just reminds me of when Moses Simon was playing as a right wing back mm-hmm. on Agano Raw. Okay. This is a creative footballer. You know, even when Antonio Conte turned Victor Moses to a wing back, you see, he had the license to be overlapping. But this girl now plays and she stays in a half like, for 90 minutes. Yeah, she plays proper He's full an back. <laughs> full you know? And um, I think instead of Plumter even overlapping, she's a centre back. She is not natural to her. So why not make Plumter stay and let Tony attack from her side where she is a natural winger? You know. So, uh, but uh, I just I just think we won't have much problem. Like um, Shola said earlier, I also totally agree. I think Odega is playing because of the name, honestly. And I would easily even start Mon- a gift Monday in place of Odega. You know? Um, but otherwise, Uchekanu should be the perfect person to start in that wide position since Rashida Tajivari has made use of versatility to nail that right wing spot for us. So. Uh, back to your question, summarily, he must not touch that trio, especially for the first an hour of the game. And subsequently, especially if you are leading, mm. when, you re- when you are removing Okobi, it has to be Regina Utu, not Subita Chikulu anymore. You know, it just has to be Regina Utu. Right. Um, Ruth, are you, are you with us? Um, well, probably we're going to round up now. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Network has really messed up with me today. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. How about you guys? I, this, I said earlier about how quick the Morugan white players are. And Insana, who, who is really quick, would we, would it be, would we be inviting trouble having um, Ashley Prompter playing on that side rather than one of the Payne sisters? Because of the speed of this um, of this Moroccan. Well, I don't know why um Fifaya has complained badly about Payne. I think she's done so well in that position. I don't think there's any need to change her because Penta is not going to play in the center of the defense anyway. Because I I still feel and maybe Aluali will still start. So how do we now bring them into? How do we bring um Penta into the left back position? So I still think this is just. I think I was I was very okay with the last 
um, starting lineup against Canberra. I had no issues. I've not always had any issues with the defense. My problem was in the midfield, starting with Achikwelu and um, Aide and Okobi. That's, that's, that has always been my problem. I don't think we have any problem. Anyways, Randy is not even willing to change his, his mind as regards the defense. So I still think we should still start with the same thing we had against Cameroon. I think that was good enough. Except maybe for the forward. Maybe we can bring Kano here. But then I still do not think Gandhi is willing to change his mind. So as regards that defensive position, I don't have any issues with that. Maybe with the back four, a back three, I still don't mind. I think so, uh, Tony Quinn has done fantastically in that position. She might not be going forward, but she did. She really played out our role very well against Cameroon. So I don't have any issues with that. Aside, I think that, that, that answers your question right now what Fisaya is, 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 is talking about is that Tony Payne can do more than she's been allowed to do that's 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 his own angle that we can get yes I get but then she she actually did what she was expected of her in the defensive position like not everyone will be like a Victor Moses going forward or playing as a the left wing back so I just feel for me she's not well in her position right Okay, so we're going around the houses. Um, the final, um, bear with me. I, I think I need to, <laughs> I need to get this. And anybody who's going to speak, remember, this is on the internet. The internet never forgets. So whatever you say, will be there forever. So the final will be on what day is the final again? Is it twenty third? On the twenty third of July. Blessing, which two teams will be in the final? Okay, I'm calling it here and now. Nigeria Zambia for final. Let's go. Uh, sorry, um, <laughs> this is um, not not hundred percent sure that we can beat Morocco, but I'm very sure South Africa will beat Zambia. Yeah, um, South Africa will be in the final. Against you, maybe I'm not 100% sure of it. Let me just go with the Super Falcons because I think that midfield trio is capable of delivering the Falcons in the time of trouble. So let me go for South Africa against Nigeria. Wow. Sorry, what happened to your prediction? You, for the podcast? you were so sure we're going to win this tournament. Wobble our way to the tournament. Yeah. If you remember vividly, I mentioned that only three teams can give us problems. You know, and I mentioned Morocco, Cameroon, and South Africa. You know, but I, you know, Madozi has not been tested in this tournament. So I fear because she's going to be faced with a barrage of dead balls. But I, I, I you know, in the end, I still said I'm, I'm going for South Africa against Nigeria because I believe that that midfield partnership should um, deliver us. I don't trust Onome at all, you know, uh, especially if Sanam Sudi that scored a hat-trick against Rivers Angels in the Champions League last season, by the way, comes head to head against Onome. Onome cannot run. We mm. saw that clearly against Cameroon. Mm. Then we even Onome. Even Ohale and Trumpa. No, you know, that's why I, I said earlier that it's late to make drastic changes. Yes. No coach will do that at this point. Yes. Having played to this stage, no coach will start doing such, you know, leave them the way they've been playing. But while you leave them the way they've been playing, you also drop a farm 
behind them that the Lord is your shepherd you will not want you know so um, I, I, I think we we should have enough to, to really scrape through this might be our greatest test we might get to the extra time uh, but okay, one message which I have because I remember some of the things that um, uh, Mr. Calvin really said I said it on, to a radio station yesterday when they asked me what the Falcons should do you know the Falcons have to approach the game the way they did against Cameroon. I so much love the attitude against Cameroon. They did not... That was what killed Nigeria and South Africa. They were, they were jittery. They were scared mm. of the South Africans. Mm. They were waiting for them. Mm. Against Cameroon, we played at the same foot right from the onset. Yes. America did not have a single save to make uh, apart from one long shot. That only shot of Vargas in that first half. They, they couldn't play corner kick. They couldn't play free kick into our halves. You know? So we went and... Critically, that was when I, I much more appreciated Ngozi Okobi's strength. Industry. Even against Cameroon, they mm. the Cameroonians were big and they stood up to it. They needed, they need such an approach against Morocco. And okay, that particular point that uh, Mr. Calvin also mentioned, you know, um, I, I referenced this final, like Shola was talking about the 2016 final, that, that yes, it was uh, a capacity crowd in Yaoundé, but you don't compare the Yaoundé crowd to the Moroccan crowd. Which, it, I, I was there for the camp final in and I'm happy you mentioned the lasers. I mentioned the lasers. You, you mentioned the whistles. You have to talk about the whistles. Mm. Many of these players forget they are playing Europe. They are not used to such. Yes. I watched so many of their games in Europe. Women, women league football in Europe is practically is quiet. It's they very, just yes. sing here and there. Yes, very true. But, but the Moroccan, those fans, they make the noise. They they they, they put on those their lights, the lasers. So. We need to to really add that kind of attitude we had against Cameroon. If not, if you just allow the Moroccans to to initiate an attack, maybe in the first five ten minutes, you you will be up there for toast, and it will just be only a matter of time before you concede. But having said that, once again, I want to repose my faith in those three midfielders: that Ali Matu Ayinde, Christo Chebe, Anongozi Okobi, and to an extent, Rashidat Ajivadi, to deliver us. In the day of our impending trouble, <laughs> I think you should also have faith in Ola Meibi anyway. She's always going to start, whether you like, Ruth. whether you like it or not. Against the Cameroonians, we said, sorry, Ruth called the final. Yes, I'm going there now. I just wanted to speak on what Fisayo said because <laughs> I thought the next time she would start. Even though you like she will start. Yeah, I've not said she shouldn't start. No coaching. I know, but you were trying to say yes. I understand what you were trying mm-hmm. to say, but then against Cameroon, we said she was going to be bullied because as far as I'm concerned, the Cameroonians they bullied their way to the quarterfinals. Don't we thought she was going to be bullied, <laughs> but then. I'm coming now, but then in that game against Cameroon, we felt she was going to be bullied. But then our experience counted. She might not, she might not be the kind of person that is still very strong. She's not quite young anymore, anyways. But then we are still talking about the Moroccans. Maybe she was going to be outrun by the Moroccans, and I still don't think so. I still think our experience is going to count because she's going. Whether we like it or not. So maybe we just depend on the midfield. That's really Alima Tuwa can cover up. I can hear you go ahead. 
Uh, let, let me add. You know, like I tweeted, um, maybe within 10 minutes in that Cameroon game, or before the game, I said, this is one of the poorest Cameroonian sides I've seen. So, um, he, he bringing them, even in the second half, it was obvious, the pace of Richard Chikulu and Onomebi, they were suspect, but, you know, we are facing a Moroccan side that have more attackers to really deal with. Richard you did know? not so, start so, against um, the Cameroonians. She didn't start. She no, came no, in the third round. Though the midfield yeah, became very flat yeah. when she came on board, but she didn't start that game. Yes, I know now. So I'm, actually, I'm the one saying they have three midfielders well, there, why, you know. Why, why, but, what, what is this man's position with Richard Chikulu? Why must he, she come on? <laughs> I think it's, it's typical of uh, national team coaches, really. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> that's what I said. Next time, perhaps, you know, Lita came on for like the last um, 20 minutes of thereabouts, and there was a time yeah. she was chasing the ball. And she could not chase the guy, the Cameroonian. I, I said that in a group and somebody was like, oh, you saw that too. So that's what I was referring yeah, to. It was so, so obvious. It was so, so obvious. They were lucky. The Cameroonian... Yeah, the I think she has struggled also in the tournament. But then we're still going to manage her to the finals. I don't think that position should be a problem. Right. Um, well, it's, Maybe it's, the midfield has to come up with that. That's what I like about it. And like you rightly said in your intro, like you already said in your intro, you said Arima Twainde in that um, game against Cameroon, she covered up for the defense. If she can do that, maybe Anuche will be playing more uh, in, an, in an advanced role, then Arima Twainde playing more deeper. I think she should be able to cover up for the defense. So we really don't, I, I don't have any issues with Olome. I know she's quite old and all that, but then she's still going to start. That's what I'm just telling you. She's going to start anyway, so you just have to deal with that until we get to the finals. And as for me calling the finals, I still think Nigeria versus Zambia because I just don't want to meet um, South Africa because I feel we are in recent times we haven't done so well and it's, look, it's beginning to look like we are now scared of them so I really do not want to see them in the finals they are, they are really really going to be a pain in our neck in the finals so I would love to see the Zambian um, side in the finals like, so I think Nigeria Zambia for me in the finals are super fun also in the tournament you are actually quite scared yeah, that's, what, that's, why you, that's why you want South Africa Blessing what is it going what, up, what about fitness issues? I mean, the last two, three years, we've seen our girls tipping up their bodies from their knees to their hamstrings, you know, practically everywhere. What about fitness issues? Well, unfortunately, we don't know. Well, nobody will tell us anything um, because they are very protective, as they should be, about their fitness issues. I... No. I, I go on, listen, go on. I, I think in the... Yes, in the... Call- the, um, against um, club for the game tomorrow, I think I had Randy Wonder saying all the players are fit. We haven't had anything aside that from them, so I don't know what um, Blessing is trying to say. But I think all the players are fit. Even Blanca that was removed in the last game, had she's fit. Except they are telling, they are not telling us what we don't know. Aside that, all the players are fit. Blessing. Blessing. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. What what I what I meant by that, I mean, first from the first game to the second game, we saw um Otega was sitting her knee, he had a knee stiff, uh Ajibadi had a hamstring stiff. And of course, remember Michelle Alozi, when she came on just a few minutes after she came on the last game, the shoulder injury that she had. I mean, those are the things that I'm actually referring to. Of course, the coach will come out and probably tell you everyone each. But again, you see them on the pitch, each one tipping hamstrings, tipping their calf, you know, and all of those things. So that's why I'm, I'm just concerned about these issues anyway. You see, I 
I, I, my conclusion after those quarterfinals is that if the Super Falcons are going to win this tournament, they mustn't play South Africa again. And playing Morocco, um, <clears throat> I, it's, I, I can't. It's not even, I, I can't even find it within me to call that a team will beat a Nigerian team. So I can't. So it's Nigeria-Zambia final. That's that's my call for it, and that's my wish for the for the Super Falcons. And I'm sure I speak for everybody um, on this podcast. So, um, gentlemen and ladies, I I thank you, blessing. I thank you for your time, um, Ruth. I thank you so very much for your time and short notice. Fisco, I thank you, the chief football writer of ACSports.com. I thank you because you've had so much to do today and you found time to to join us. So, until. And Tuesday morning, we'll do a review of the semi-final and see what happens. Hopefully, we'll be talking about the Nigeria-Zambia final. final. Nigeria and anybody final. It don't matter. Thank you, guys. Inshallah. Thank you so very much for coming on Always the show. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.